Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include my interview with Frank Fiore, president of Matchbox LLC on the vendor landscape and mortgage banking, team building, and the company's technological and secondary marketing products. The last payphone was removed from New York City yesterday. Communication is clearly always changing, and successful loan officers and managers are adept at knowing the best way to communicate with others. Communication aside, loan officers have a lot on their plates. On a micro level, every loan is a hard deal, and LOs are focused on providing the best program for their client at a competitive rate. Senior management is working on making sure their origination staff has software to help LOs do their job or products that LOs were too busy in the last couple years to attend training on and are now saying, huh, we have that product? I didn't know that. On a more macro level, the Federal Reserve has already done a good job of talking up rates, and certainly, investors are eyeing the Fed. Thanks to today's podcast sponsor, Matchbox. Matchbox is an operational consulting firm that was formed to utilize their diverse mortgage experience to consistently aid their clients, who they view as partners, in achieving operational excellence through the utilization of technology and capital market execution. Matchbox has been in business for 13 years, and the core of the team has been intact for over 10 years and has supported over 1,000 engagements. Matchbox has seen multiple cycles and has helped clients navigate the required changes and implement them. All of the company's practices, technology, capital markets, and education have members on the team with deep mortgage knowledge to assist clients during transition periods like we are currently experiencing. Speaking of which, for today's interview, I wanted to welcome onto the show Frank Fiore, president of Matchbox LLC. He's a senior lending executive with proven ability to develop financing initiatives into profitable and sustainable businesses. He has an extensive background in relationship operations and risk management, as well as financial analysis and operational functions associated with financial markets on both equity and fixed income. He gained experience in the financial world on Wall Street, working at Nomura Securities, Lehman Brothers, and Morgan Stanley. During this time, he learned to appreciate the balance between the services needed by the front office production units and the support needed. Morning, Robbie. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Good, thanks. So you cut your teeth on Wall Street from from your time at Nomura and Lehman and Morgan Stanley to being president of Matchbox LLC. Can you you kind of walk us through the impetus for starting a company? Why you thought being a vendor in the mortgage space was a good way to go? Fill us in a little bit. Sure. So all throughout my career, I had a um, kind of I, I, a hybrid role that sat in between originations and operations. Uh, when I was on Wall Street, the majority of my time was was split on the equity derivative side, where uh, we were dealing with these complex instruments, which the, the sales team would like to conjure up and, and create in terms of complex derivative products. Um, and then we were dealing with, uh, you know, they were interacting with having multiple areas of the world um, support these products um, that were basically square pegs and round holes throughout, uh, you know, systems and just overall understanding. 
So um, my role was basically was to sit on the trading desk, but to interpret what the trading desk wanted to accomplish from a product offering standpoint, and then and then decipher that for the operational teams on how to support that, you know, how to support the collateral and how to support the product within the systems, how to track it, monitor it, and and maintain it for the client. So that role uh, of understanding you know, both sides of the sales piece and the operational piece came in handy when I moved into the independent mortgage banking space. I came into it with with the clear focus of kind of what technology could do and, um, you know, how to use that both sides of the equation uh, experience to help, you know, understand what the sales needs are and what the operational teams are and how to sit in the middle and, and build a structure and a company that that can support that. And which I did in my uh, during my initial entry phase into the mortgage. And then when we went into when, when we started Matchbox, we thought that we had some really good experience. Uh, we had just built Encompass out as a client, and um, you know we spent a year building it out internally. So we felt we had a really strong foundation of Encompass knowledge, and um, we had a really strong you know, all of those pieces of the puzzle from a secondary maturation piece, we started as a best efforts uh, company. We moved to, we moved to mandatory, then we got our agency approvals, then we went to securitizations. So we did all that. And uh, we did not use uh, any external consultants, but uh, in the process, we, we fell down a lot. We, we did, a, we made a lot of mistakes, a lot of expensive mistakes. Um, so we felt that, you know, those experience would be beneficial to clients as they were trying to grow and, uh, you know, either implement the Encompass or grow from a secondary standpoint. So those experiences were, were, you know, all throughout my career has helped me in, in building Matchbox to where it is today to find the talent that I have and my incredible team that supports me on a daily basis. But um yeah, it's 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 a really good foundation for kind of where I where I am today. I did not expect to be here, uh, but uh, Matchbox has been uh, a gift that I'm very blessed to um, have a team and, and a company that I have built over the past uh, 13 years. I, so I wanted to talk to you about Matchbox. I mean, what it what it does. Uh, so it's technology and, and secondary areas. Matchbox is a firm that uh, is an operational consulting firm that was created to um, have a, a team of mortgage operational experts that uh, has been built to utilize uh, their experiences uh, within the mortgage industry to consistently aid our partners, which we define as clients, uh, in achieving operational excellence through the utilization of technology and capital market execution. So um, that's been our focus since the beginning, and uh, it continues today. So um, it is not our knowledge, our subject matter knowledge um, of a topic, but it's the ability to merge that experience with that topic to provide uh, hands-on guidance and insight for our clients both in the areas of technology and secondary. So yeah, I saw, I saw some of your different offerings. Uh, there's stuff you do with Encompass, there's operational consulting, you have capital markets. Uh, can you talk about the, the different areas that you address, why you view them as important? 
Sure, sure. So the the operational consulting is more of an operational review. Um, the it it. it it includes a an end-to-end review of your operational workflow um, and then the use of technology and how that fits in. So many clients come to us and look for us for us to look at their technology and see how that's set up. Um, but we've never felt that that was an adequate representation of if the technology is being used properly without truly understanding what you're trying to do from an operational perspective. So our operational review process um, combines those two. Um, I do the interviews with the with the line subject matter experts on the business side to really understand um, what their view of the world is and what their challenges are. Uh, and then we combine that with the review of their Encompass environment and try to see where those two worlds collide and are they being supported adequately. More often than not, they're, they are not. So we can provide a, a plan, a comprehensive plan that that mirror that matches the what the business is trying to accomplish and what the technology is capable of doing. So that's the operational review. From an, and and some of our technology engagements start with that engagement solely, and then some of those are just a standalone where clients take our uh, report and and you know implement the solutions themselves. On the Encompass front, we have uh, three levels, the three major levels of engagement with clients. There's a, a brand new implementation from a legacy uh, LOS, so transitioning from uh, a legacy LOS onto Encompass for the first time. Um, we also have a reconfiguration or we, what we'd like to call an Encompass 2.0, which is kind of a reset for clients that have been with Encompass for some time and are looking to bring it out to the best of breed of a, a newest and greatest to today's set of uh, rules and engagements. Uh, and then we have a, a variety of support retainers and development retainers over time where we help clients um, in a variety of capacities of development, consulting, and, and training um, under some re, uh, an Encompass-based retainer, which has helped uh, many, many clients along the way. On the secondary side or the capital market side, we have um, a number of different engagements, and those are really specifically to aid clients in their secondary maturation. Um, so whether it's clients going from best efforts to mandatory, whether it's going from servicing, servicing release to servicing retained, getting your agency approval, uh, understanding what, it's, what it means to retain MSRs, um, so as you grow in sophistication and, and experience, um, we have engagements to, to aid the capital markets team to build that out. The current request right now is, is really uh, utilizing our strengths in terms of what is the best automation today to automate the lock desk um, coming out of the, the, the last two years where the volume has been extremely high. Many clients are looking for best possible ways to take the manual work out of the lock desk of having um, multiple people just manually taking locks and going out to investors and, and, and manually doing that those functions. So we have a lot of interest in that currently of automation of the lock desk from an operational perspective, which we have a few solutions for. And then the last piece of the puzzle that we also have is a, we have a training and education component, uh, which we call Mortgage Matchbox University. And um, Matchbox University is 
been created to really help clients in the training and implementation of their development items, whether it's on the encompass front or on the secondary front. So we feel that the the success of a project is when a client can get adequately adequate documentation and get real life training on a on a consistent basis to have their users understand um, the new workflow or the new process that we're trying to implement with some real strong trainers uh, of which we have on staff. So um, we could have the best development in the world and um, you know a few people on the client side could could really believe in it. But if it's not understood or accepted and adopted universally at the client side, then that development goes for naught. And we're trying, our, our education department is trying to support that, um, especially with like, um, you know, an industry-wide conversion, like an Erla piece, that education piece was, was crucial in all of our engagements because we were basically telling, you know, all of our clients how to take application differently. And uh, that, that, that part of the business was widely um, complimented and, and, you know, uh, appreciated during the, the Erla conversions that we did. You mentioned an initial mortgage phase and then now Matchbox. How do you feel like the vendor landscape has changed since you've uh, been fully embedded into the mortgage industry? What's the, the perception of vendors? What are the, the hurdles you're facing? What's gotten better? What, what, is, what are still uh, sticking points in your mind? What, give, give us a little uh, color here. Yeah. It's a great question. It's a really such a good question. Look, I'm a vendor in the space, so I am one of many um, that is is classified as as a vendor. I think that, um, again, using the hybrid analogy, I I'm kind of a hybrid because, in my opinion, there are service vendors, which are basically vendors that provide services. This is what I call them: service vendors that provide services to support the mortgage process. Um, you know credit, insurance, flood, title. Um, and there are many of those. Uh, and they do a great job on a day-to-day basis and handle transactions and clients in a great way. A lot of different, um, a lot of different nuances to what makes that client and service vendor relationship work. Um, geographics, uh, people, acceptance, um, you know, history of the account, all of those things, you know, product offerings uh, come into the mix. So we help clients navigate that because you know th- th- there are always new service vendors that are coming into coming into the mortgage space. So we help with with that uh, from an introduction and p- potential in- implementation piece. Uh, and it's our responsibility to really keep up to date on the various levels of service vendors because a lot of them work within Encompass and, in, and or want to integrate with Encompass. So we work with them on that level. Um, and there's been, especially in the, you know, in the recent years between the POS growth, uh, now the PPE growth, the product and pricing engine growth, and um, the verification um, vendors over the past few years, there's been a number of those entrants into the space that whole have different nuances that we help clients guide through. So from that perspective, I think that, you know, it, it's a fast and furious race. I think the technology piece is growing by the day and it's, you know, our interaction with them and education on them is an ongoing process that my team has really had to adjust to over the past couple of years. 
And then on the other side, you know, we are what I would like to call a service vendor, where we work with clients in a in a hands-on type of engagement that's not really providing a service um, other than providing, you know, um, how to do something better, faster, easier, um, utilizing our consulting and 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 technology prowess um, over time. So it's a little bit different. So we're not looking to build it from a transaction process per uh, period of building, you know, uh, you know, how do I make this one singular focus of a transaction go easier or be the product that you need? We're really looking for an overall, you know, relationship with clients to help them in a variety of areas. Um, and some cross all three of our practices, you know, very well. You know, we bridge that gap, I guess, is a long answer to your question in terms of <laughs> helping the understand the service vendors, but also provide, you know, our offering in, in a customer service type of way. I want to talk about building a team for a second. So you, you essentially have to trust a bunch of different experts in their various fields to deliver for Matchbox. How do you go about identifying qualities in your partners? Uh, how do you go about instilling a culture in the team. Can you, can you talk about that for a little bit? So my team, um, I think that what I look for in, in, in any new employee or new member of the team potentially is, is their ability to serve. At the end of the day, we are customer service driven. We're service based and that's what clients are coming to us for. I think that there's, there's a number of people who have secondary experience. There's a number of companies that have a compass experience. The reason why we're different is that we're able to provide great level of customer service, um, able to help clients translate their needs very, very quickly and easily um, by speaking their mortgage language and uh, building that into the culture of the company. So um, really, you know, a prerequisite for anyone on my team is that they have to be customer service focused. Um, and then over time, my team has been built with, you know, various, you know, levels of experience from the mortgage phase. I have some people who have been originators, some people who have been closers, processors, underwriters, um, secondary people, technology people. So I, I've, I've built an incredible team with diverse backgrounds. So when a, when a customer comes in with a request, even if that particular team member may not have the answer, they could most of the time go either go internally or to myself to get that answer rather quickly or to go out into the industry and get it rather quickly. So um, from a building a team perspective, that's the first piece. You have to have a customer service mentality, and that's really kind of something that you need to be successful at Matchbox. Um, and then layering your experiences, which, you know, um, we're exposed to a lot of different business models and a lot of different um, people across the country. So it's a great opportunity for them to learn, to get exposed to different types of business models that they may not have been exposed to previously. So, you know, I think the maturation from a, a you know, a mortgage industry experience uh, at the team member level uh, grows exponentially as you get more and more introduced to clients and different types of projects. We're in a, a tough market cycle right now. And people that have been in this industry have, have been through many, many market cycles. Does the way you sell 
your product change based on what's going on in the market? How do you feel like you're, you're a great uh, partner for companies even when uh, volumes are declining and margins are shrinking? Um, yeah, so that's another great question. I think that I've tried to build the company so that we are interest rate agnostic, meaning we could be successful in either uh, a growth environment or a contraction environment. And why I say that is that, um, you know, over the past two years when people were very busy and the volumes were higher, um, we could be an extension of their teams to continue to get projects done and executed and implemented um, while they're focusing on getting loans closed. So that's always been a, a, an ability to, to help clients. In, in a contractual market uh, and the cycle that, that comes that, that goes into it and comes out of it, we've also been able to help clients to um, you know, understand where you know, what changes they need to make going into it. And then as they, their business model evolves and contracts to help them to support on how to be successful in a down market, um, mainly on the secondary side, but also on the technology side, because they haven't really looked at the efficiency meter um, when the volume was high. So how do you do more with less? They were looking to do that a couple of years ago, but this is from a different, how do you do less with less uh, is also a good answer that you need to fix in this environment. Um, so, you know, clients look to, some clients look to this time to how to do that initially. Um, but then there's also, a, you know, a, a set of clients that we've had for some time that, that have been great in terms of coming back during this time to say, okay, you've helped us through the busy time now, help us through the slower time and let's get some really good, um, you know, development or applications implemented, uh, while we have this downtime to get ready for the next upcycle. So, um, you know, our experience through the cycles have really helped clients in a lot of different ways. Cool. All right. Uh, I'll be in touch. I thought this went great and uh, talk to you soon. Thank you so much, Robbie. Really appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Bye. After President Biden signaled he'd reconsider China tariffs imposed under the previous administration, a sell-off ensued and rates were hit to hope in the last full week of May. Internationally, European Central Bank Chief Christine Lagarde said higher interest rates are coming in July, with markets due for a rally in her opinion. The economic calendar includes new home sales today, which are expected to come in at the slowest pace since last October due to declining affordability and low inventory. New home sales help introduce supply into the agency mortgage bond market, much needed with the refinance percentage falling to its lowest share of new issuance since 2019. Already out today is the Philadelphia Fed manufacturing number, which came in up 22.8, and ahead are Redbook same-store sales, Richmond Fed manufacturing and services revenue indices for May, a treasury auction of $47 billion two-year notes, and remarks from Fed Chair Powell. The New York desk will target conventional MBS over two operations, targeting up to $1.5 billion, and we begin Tuesday with agency MBS prices better by an eighth to a quarter and the 10-year yielding 2.81 after closing yesterday at 2.86%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. People who wonder if the glass is half empty or half full miss the point. The glass is refillable. How about this one? To the optimist, the glass is half full. To the pessimist, the glass is half empty. And to an underwriter, the glass is twice as big as it needs to be. <laughs> Thank you.
Thanks again to Matchbox, whose goal is to understand your business model, provide insight based on their experiences, and work right beside you to put the improved process in place. The Matchbox team is a collection of experienced mortgage bankers that roll up their sleeves and implement their suggestions alongside their clients to assist them in completing their projects on time and under budget, while educating them on how to avoid common pitfalls. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at Robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.